Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello. You know, it might not be Shark Week yet, but it's never too early to read a book about sharks or other sea monsters. The first one is Jaws. It's a very classic book. Uh, it was a book before it was a movie, so if you're only aware of the movie, it was a book first. It was published in 1974 by Peter Benchley. And it's a classic novel of a great white shark terrorizing a little New York beach town. Uh, when it was released, it was kind of released to like mediocre reviews from critics, but then the movie was released in 1975 and that shot to the tarps, tops. It was the like highest grossing movie of all time up until that time, I think until Star Wars came out later on. Um, and that just kind of cemented Jaws as like the classic uh, shark movie. Um, also, there's The Raft by S.A. Bodine. It's a plane crash survival book. So um, the main character takes a plane from Hawaii to one of the Midway Atolls. Uh, she does it all the time because her parents live there. And the plane crashes in the ocean. So she's on a raft. Um, all she has is a bag of Skittles, no water, no food, and a bunch of sharks surrounding her. So it's a survival as well as a shark book. And the third book I'm going to mention is called Thresher by Michael Cole. This book is slightly different because it's not a great white shark terrorizing the town. It's a thresher shark and it's terrorizing a uh, coastal Florida town after a hurricane. And the thresher shark has kind of marked out that coastal water as its uh, territory. Thresher sharks, if you're not aware, they are long sharks. So this one's about 40 feet long and thresher sharks have very long tail. It's very narrow and it's almost like a sieve or a whip. So it uh, provides the book a lot of new and inventive ways for people to die. Okay, so movies, again, we've got Jaws. Um, the book Jaws is slightly different than the movie, just like everything else. Um, there are a lot of subplots in the book that are not in the movie. The movie really focuses on um, the shark and the people's attempt to kill the shark. Um, the movie was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it probably has one of the most known movie scores um, by John Williams, that little four note uh, horror bit where, you know, everyone does it and you know a shark's coming. Um, but that was from John Williams. And so the movie, it was so successful, it led to some sequels. And now there's even like a Jaws studio at Universal Studios. So the movie Jaws really cemented it in our popular culture as the quintessential shark movie. I'm going to mention Sharknado. Um, you either love it or hate it. Most people hate it, but some people just love to hate it. So it's one of those movies that's so ridiculous. Sometimes you just wanna watch a ridiculous movie. And um, the movie is about a cyclone that comes in, takes a bunch of the water, the water's filled with sharks. So you've got sharks flying through the air. Um, it was so ridiculous and popular. It led to about five sequels. And the sequels got increasingly comedic because people knew how ridiculous the plot was. So it became a bit of a, a joke or a comedy. Um, and that was published in 2013. The Shallows was the 2017 movie with Blake Lively in it. And this was different because most shark movies are on the open water, but this one took place only 200 yards from the shore. So in this one, the main character is a surfer and she gets attacked by a shark and while she's really close to the shore. So she drags herself up onto a rock. So she's stuck on a rock with the shark circling her. And it's all about her attempts to get back to land away from the shark and stay alive. So that one's called The Shallows. And then the last shark movie I'm gonna mention is 47 Meters Down. 
Um, and this one is not people on the surface. This time people get stuck, you know, they go down in those uh, shark cages. They get stuck, the shark cage gets stuck at the bottom. So the sharks are circling them, they're stuck in the shark cage, and they're running out of oxygen. So you've got all these different types of shark movies. Some are on the surface, some are near land, open water, and some are under the water. Okay, so moving on to giant sharks or megalodons, those scary prehistoric giants. I have a number of books to recommend to you. The first one is a set of books called the Destroyer Men series by Taylor Anderson. The first book, Into the Storm, is about a World War II destroyer ship that sails into an ocean squall and it comes out of the squall on the other side in some sort of prehistoric time. And the first dinosaur that they meet is this huge megalodon that uh, capsizes the ship and it eats a whole bunch of sailors. So if you're in the mood for um, something big with lots of sharp teeth, uh, that's a great series. Um, the other books are Mega and this rest of the series, so Mega 2, Mega 3. Um, they're more typical, so it's like a megalodon is found in modern world. Um, it's like the Meg. It's a giant shark causing a whole lot of havoc, hunting a bunch of humans. The movies about megalodons are very similar to the books. Um, the Meg, the book, was turned into a movie, and there's sequels to that as well. Um, Deep Blue Sea, again, one through three, um, follows a similar premise. There's a lot more nonfiction movies about megalodons, more of a historical, um, you know, kind of a hunt for monsters. So we've got like Monster Quest and Dominating the Deep, so National Geographic and History Channel movies. The next type of sea monsters are mythological monsters. So those include like the legendary Cthulhu um, from H.P. Lovecraft, the Kraken, and even mermaids, believe it or not. Uh, my favorite on this list is Rolling in the Deep by Mira Grant, and that's an alias of Sean and McGuire. And um, this book is about a scientific expedition ship that's sent out to the Mariana Trench to go look for mermaids. And it's sent out as like a monster hunter, hunter documentary. Well, what happens is they actually end up finding mermaids and suddenly it's a ghost ship with no one on board alive. So people get sent out afterwards to figure out what happened. Where did they really meet mermaids? Um, were the mermaids killing everyone? What actually happened? So that's a really great one. Killer mermaids is not something that happens very often in literature. So. Um, I think it's a really great take on the whole killer sea monsters. As far as mythical monsters go, um, I want to take a moment to talk about the book and TV series Love, Lovecraft Country. Um, Lovecraftian horror has really been a staple of sci-fi and fantasy for since the 1930s. The problem is H.P. Lovecraft was very, very publicly racist. And the problem that people have today is, you know, how do you deal with the literature legacy of a very racist person? Some people want to separate the man from the works, and the problem with that is that it just whitewashes history and just pretends the problem doesn't exist, which it very much does. So another way to deal with it is to take the Lovecraftian monsters and what you get in the literature and kind of reframe it through a lens so you can look at the racism um, of his day along with his monsters and his literature legacy. So that's what Lovecraft Country does. You know, it's a story that follows a black man in 1950s Jim Crow America. Um, he's traveling across America looking for his father. He encounters all these type of eldritch horrors, you know, Cthulhu, um, all the Lovecraft monsters. But he also encounters systemic racism, intergenerational poverty, um, white supremacy, segregation. So. All of the mythical monsters and the real everyday monsters are kind of side by side. So it's an interesting intersectional look 
and it's um, a different way to deal with Lovecraft and his legacy. Killer Crocodiles isn't really focused on too much in literature, you know, if you ignore the crocodile and Peter Pan. Um, so it's focused more on movies, so that's what I'm going to focus on here. Um, you've got the 2007 movie Black Water, and that's based off of a true story about a crocodile attack in the um, mangrove swamps in Northern Australia. So that's um, one movie. And then another movie that we recommend is 2019 movie Crawl. And that's more of a, that's an American movie and it's based in Florida. So a hurricane comes in, some alligators get trapped in the house's basements along with the residents. And they're trapped because of the hurricane, the house starts flooding and they're trapped in the house with the crocodiles. So that's more of a Florida hurricane versus um, an outdoor wild mangrove swamp movie. Sometimes science can go awry. So these books focus on underwater monsters that have somehow been bioengineered. So maybe they escaped from the lab like in Clive Cussler's Medusa, or maybe they were specially bred and specially engineered attack sea monsters like in The Abyss Surrounds Us by Emily Skrutsky. Uh, these books go where science will not. And finally, no scary sea monster list would be complete without at least briefly, briefly talking about aquatic aliens. Um, you've got the classic underwater alien stories like Michael Crichton's Sphere, um, The Abyss, but you also have newer unique takes on it. So Nettie Okorafor has a book called Lagoon, and that's um, when a bunch of aliens came down and set up home in this big lagoon in Nigeria and what happens when they don't want humans in there. So it's underwater in the lagoon and then it's a, also how humans deal with that alien interaction. And then you also have Lincoln Child's Deep Storm, which takes place on an oil rig um, and it's underwater research facility. And in that underwater research facility, they find a whole bunch of alien technology that does some really bad things to the humans down there. So it's almost like an alien technology virus. So I hope that you're primed and ready for some awesome jump scares and really creepy and vicious sea monsters. You can find all these items at the library. Uh, you can search our catalog. You can find them online via Overdrive and Hoopla. After reading all these books, you know what they say? You're going to need a bigger boat. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.